Hello and welcome to the Young Pro Show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, last week's episode, two weeks ago I should say, releasing every other week now. Fantastic interview with Caitlin Rawls. Had a great conversation about her and how she got into the cruise line industry and how she just feels uh, passionate towards traveling in the world um, and just kind of what her calling is right now in her life. So great interview. Um, I encourage you to go and check out that last interview that we had. This week, another fantastic interview. I promise you, I should have started the microphone about 10 minutes before we started this conversation. Um, somebody that is very well-spoken, a very encourage, he's an encouragement, um, definitely an encourager, and he, I'm excited for this. Very positive mindset, a recent graduate of TU and graduate in criminal justice, and we'll get into that later in the podcast, but let's welcome in ryan harris ryan how's it going bro everything's going well Dom. man thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it of course man of course and i know i talked to you a couple days ago when i officially that should be on the show but you're somebody honestly that has like been in my even from the time i started the show and i came up with a list of names of people that i want to interview and ryan harris was one of them (laughs) i wrote down and i'm like Every time, it's funny because you have different relationships with people. And there are some relationships I have in my life that literally all we do is just laugh and joke. And, like, and it's, it's good and it's healthy. Right. But like, we never get off the surface. And like the relationship that I have with you is literally the exact opposite. Absolutely, like, <laughs> I feel like we never just, hey, how's your week? Good, good. How's your week? Good. Hey, um, this is funny. Did you see that? TikTok or whatever, then we laugh and we go our separate ways. It's never that kind of a conversation. It's always something deep. It's always something like, bro, give me my helmet, and I'm about to run through this brick wall right now, man. So that's what I appreciate about you, uh, being able to have these conversations. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to hit on that for just a second, too, if I may. Uh, Being able to expand, man, you know, on the initial portion of everything that we talk about, like you said, those surface-level conversations are are, are good, and we got to have those to be able to reconnect. Oh, of course. And, you know, kind of catch up to speed on how each other's been doing. But when you extend it past that and you're able to touch on something larger, whether it's social issues, whether it's Mm. current uh, states of the society, things going on Mm. in America, things going on abroad, you know, being able to have those in-depth conversations are conversations you can't have with everybody at the same time, you know. But but being able to find those select few people in your Mm. life to be able to have those talk with, in my mind, it equips you and better gives you the tools to be able to have those talks with everyone you know can say okay this is what i pulled from this person let's see if i mention it to this guy or this girl how will it apply to them and how will they receive it so it's important (laughs) i love it man i love it dude let's just jump right into (laughs) it um so you're 18 years old you graduate high school you know i I don't really know much about you at all your upbringing and such but you're 18 graduate high school at this point like what were your career goals like where did you see yourself, uh, you know, I mentioned you graduated criminal justice. Was that something that came in immediately? Um, but, you know, kind of what were your goals at that point? So, Dom, I realized that the law enforcement criminal justice CJ route was a route that I wanted to take. I tell the story often. Um, <laughs> my junior year in high school. And my junior year in high school, I had the opportunity to have a counselor come into my classroom. And she came into our classroom and she was discussing with us different options and careers that we could obtain uh, without having a college degree. Hmm. And these were all careers that you could make $50,000 or more. And uh, being young at the time, I'm 17 years old, <laughs> so I'm, I'm motivated by the money. I'm looking at it as a great opportunity to provide right out of high school, this and that. Yep. So I'm looking more into it. And uh, the police officer career came up. So I said to myself, I've always, uh, you know, 
been in, influenced by police officers in a positive way, and I've always known about the career, but I haven't really looked into it. So the, the information that was provided in the job description fit different things that I always kind of wanted to go into. Mm. So I started looking more into it. And the more research I did on the, on the career path, on the profession, the more intrigued I became onto it. So, um, you know, I always say, I feel as though I was uh, blessed significantly. And it goes back to that faithfulness that God always has. I was blessed significantly at the age of you know, 17 years old to be able to pinpoint a career path that I wanted to go, go toward and wanted to pursue. And it's actually funny. One of my cousins sent me a picture of me actually playing the role as a police officer in fifth grade for the fifth grade play, Annie. So I always say this is a natural calling. This is something that I was supposed to be doing, you know, a long time ago. I knew God was wanting me to pursue that career. And looking at that, Dom, you know, I started saying to myself, okay, well, how can I put myself in the best position possible to, um, you know, have everything that I need to be successful in this career? Not just to obtain the career, but to obtain it and then be successful in it. Hmm. So I realized at that point, you know, one of the only ways to do that was to look beyond what I was seeing. Okay, yeah, you know, the necessary requirement is high school GED or high school diploma where it's equivalent. Yes, but at the same time, again, going back to what we said before, how can I go above that surface level? Hmm. I realized higher education was the route. And now it was about pinpointing a different uh, institution of higher learning that could open up my avenues in criminal justice. So it was something that I had been interested in. I would go home, I'd watch cops. Uh, every day, I would study the profession. One thing I, I say to myself oftentimes, Dom, is, you know, before you can join an organization, you, f- you first must know hmm. everything that that specific organization is about. Yep. So it became uh, my focus, and it became my homework assignment every day after school. How can I learn more about law enforcement? I watched cops, man, attentively. And then once Live PD was created, I transitioned over to Live PD. So it, it's been something that I've been interested in for a while now. That is awesome. That's cool to hear that, you know, that was something that, um, you know, you got you're interested in when you said you're 17 and then it's just you've kept that passion for and i think that's cool the multiple different ways you know you look at the education aspect but then also again you're doing things outside of your education to outside your formal education to educate yourself you know and for you to grow within that industry and kind of learn more about it and such um you know on one hand i feel like as a cop it's obvious but i also you know would love to hear you kind of talk you said there was the initial intrigue about it. You know, obviously there was the financial part. Definitely. But, like, what else about being a cop that, if you can specifically remember, like, really stood out about you that said, this is what I want to do? Sure. So the primary thing, Dom, that really kind of caught my attention in the, in the professional law enforcement was more so, uh, I could sit here and say, you know, the aspect of helping people, but, again, wanting to go beyond that surface level. Excuse me, if I were to pinpoint something, Dom, I would, it would have to be um, helping people but along with also solving problems, hmm. being a problem solver in the, in the career involving critical thinking. And um, no matter what you do in this life, you know, whatever job you have, you're going to have to think to some degree. And being in a position to where you go into work every day, um, you're not just sitting in an office, you're, you're on the street, you're meeting people, you're talking to people, and the community aspect. Now, me being a very uh, outgoing individual, being a very uh, extrovert, and I said to myself, this is an opportunity to make different connections. And when I'm not patrolling and I'm not actively, um, you know, responding to calls, I could be out here uh, establishing relationships hmm. with different community members. And I went on a ride along with my cousin. He works uh, for the Detroit Police Department. He's a sergeant there. Awesome. I actually able, was able to pinpoint in that moment that building relationships with community members was something I wanted to do. It was something that I actually wanted to actively pursue. And that's something I wanted in my career, whether it was, you know, stopping into the local 7-Eleven 
for a Slurpee in a breaking shift or, or stopping by getting a pizza. We never know how much that impacts the store owner or those that are embodied in the customers. Mm. And I was able to actually see Dom hand to hand or firsthand that actual impact that it was making. I stopped in, they, they, the, the owners would, would love the, the fact that my cousin was there in his uniform and he was there protecting and serving and giving them his business. And um, being able to watch that type of uh, energy and that vibe, man, was amazing. And I said, you know what? That's something that I want to do. And another thing I want to do in, in, involved in the problem solving aspect is being able to see both sides of a situation. Hmm. You know, I, I wasn't always met with a fair deal or square deal every time in my life. So I told myself, I said, hey, if I had the opportunity to sit in the other chair and be able to listen and hear someone out and look at both sides rather than just look at the perspective that quote unquote needs to be seen, uh, whether it's from an adult or whatever, you know, right. I want to be able to see both sides. If it's an adult situation, an adult and a, and a child, I want to be able to see the adult side and the child side. You know, that child has an important perspective as well. So the helping people, problem solving, being open minded, um, the, the need for service in the community uh, established atmosphere, community oriented uh, atmosphere hmm. is, is were the primary reasons why I decided this was something I wanted to pursue heavily. That's awesome. I love that. And I think, you know, as a cop, not even just your job, I mean, that's as a human being. Like, that is such yeah. a, a great attitude to have, but specifically with, you know, trying to see both sides of it, right. you know, because there are, I mean, obviously, you know, you look at where we are in the world today, and, um, you know, there's two sides actually i just heard from a friend the other day and I'm like yeah it's true you know there's three sides to every story mm-hmm. yep it's there's your story my story and the truth yep you know and everybody yep. um it's just difficult because everybody has a different perspective on a story and again it's interesting how two people can go through the exact same thing but they have a totally different story different perspective on it yep. you know so being a cop you're mm-hmm. going to come into a situation come into a scene and whatever it may be with multiple people right. And being able to kind of assess the situation and read the situation that's at hand and say, okay, well, how is this person not only being able to read the facts, but also thinking what their intent was, sure. you know, and sure. and also being able to see, you know what, I think this guy might be lying through his yeah, teeth absolutely. or, you know, like <laughs> right. there's part of that of it too. Like, you know, and again, and that's part of like finding the intent of people. But I think absolutely. that's an awesome characteristic and fantastic characteristic to have is to be able to put your feet in somebody else's mm-hmm. shoes and kind of read the situation that's 100%. at hand. 100%. 100%. And building off that, Dom, going a little further, you know, being able to see the situation at hand and assess, um, it gives other people things to look forward to. You know, hmm. a lot of the difficulties right now is a lot of citizens in our society feel as though they can't establish trust into hmm. law enforcement. And what better way to um, kind of bridge the gap between the police and the community by law enforcement being examples and knowing that, okay, hey, I'm going to be a, a square dealing officer here or investigator and say, hey, you know, I'm going to give everybody equal chance. I'm going to see both sides. I'm not going to be completely jaded in my perspective to where I can't see each side of a, of a situation. Hmm. And that's part of being able to assess a situation is to look at all the different components, look at all the different parts to it and sit back and say, hey, okay, I have, I have his side. I have her side. Um, like you said, trying to pinpoint that truth is going to take sitting back, taking yourself out of the situation critical thinking about it, taking some time to think, analyzing it again, looking at the facts and say, okay, this is the outcome and the result that I've come up with that's going to not only benefit the individuals involved, but also the community at large. And that's what's important. That's That's awesome. Yes, sir, man. That is important. And I think, man, I'm excited for you, you know, to become a cop and get into law enforcement and you're going to be an awesome cop. Thank you so much. Again, especially with everything that's going on right now, I mean, I think it's evident 
it's unfortunate because obviously it is a very small percentage, you know, of those bad cops that are out there. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's still evident that we need good cops. You know, the importance and role of law enforcement is obvious within our community. You know, when we need, like you said, it starts with trust. Absolutely. You know, and if you can build that trust and if we can try to change that perception, you know, of law enforcement in the country, that that will be very beneficial for everybody in all parties. You know. Nobody wants to see violence. Nobody wants to see, um, you know, different sides clashing and such. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, I think it's awesome, man. And when we get to that point down to where you know we've established trust and we've raised that gap, like you said, we're going to see a greater America. Hmm. We're going to see a safer America. And we're going to see a more potent and productive America. And hmm. these aren't just things that we're going to see in America. Because we've seen, you know, there's been, um, you know, protests and marches abroad in New yeah. Zealand, Germany, yeah. uh, London, different countries that are also seeing the struggles here in the States, but they also want to band on and help. That just shows you the type of world that we're living in. We're living in a very um, loving world. That, that it images the love of Christ and saying, okay, hmm. well, I see that my brothers and sisters over here in America are struggling currently with this. Well, what can I do as an individual in another country, as a native? What can I do to, to preach the message? What can I do to also um, advocate for awareness and get that message across? And I, it's, it's admiring to see. But there's going to be more of that if that positive light, you know, is able to show itself. I'm a hmm. firm believer of that. That was awesome. So... Again, particularly right at the moment, you know, tensions are high between citizens and cops. But even, you know, before George Floyd, there was many instances before this caused this tension. Like, is that something for you in your position looking to get into law enforcement? Is that something that encourages you and says, like, this is definitely what I want to get into? And that, like, confirms your position to go into it? Or, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not the complete opposite. But is there, like, partial hesitation then that, again, because at the moment... There's not that trust, right. and there's that, yeah, you know, conflict that's going mm-hmm. on. Like, how do you see that, and how do you feel like that towards the sure. law enforcement sure. role? Uh, I can tell you uh, straight up, down. I can assure you, there's no hesitation on my mm-hmm. end at all. I feel as though cool. when you're pursuing a career, you're pursuing anything for that matter, you have to be certain. You have to be hundred percent certain. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that anything well doing in our hearts that we set aside to be able to say, hey, this is something that I want to do and it benefits society. Mm. God gives us those feelings. He gives us those emotions. He gives us that positive energy to want to be able to go out into the world and do good. So you can't be hesitant toward it. You know, you got to you got to look at your plan and look at the plan God has for you. You got to run toward it mm. head on. So uh, I was just having a conversation with a partner the other day with a buddy and we were just talking along the same lines. Well, Ryan, is this something that you still consider uh, pursuing or is there you know some reluctance um, not at all and the reason being Don, awesome. primarily is because of the fact that um, this is the best time to get involved in it and reason hmm. being is the police chief uh, James Craig in Detroit he said the same exact thing he said his father had always encouraged him because he's an african-american uh, chief as well he was a police officer out in Los Angeles um, former police uh, chief in the, in the great state here in Ohio your state here and uh, <laughs> down in Cincinnati he's had a lot of experience and when he was coming through the ranks and dealing with racial tensions amongst, you know, his black community and then law enforcement, uh, trying to figure out a fence to ride on, his father said to him straight up, said, son, at the end of the day, if you want to be an extreme and major part of change, you have to become part of the institution that needs the change. That's the Oof. only way that you can truly see and obtain true change, genuine change, substantial change, is becoming part of the area that needs it. And Dom, I'll say this. A primary part as to why our society has the issues it has now is because we have too many people that are on the fence. Too many people are ambivalent. Too many people are reluctant. 
too many people are very hesitant and anxious about going into the environment that needs change because Hmm. they might not like the people that are involved. They might not like the outcome that may come with it. And instead of going with that energy they have to want to pursue it and, you know, do what they need to do because they could be that change. And it really is unfortunate, Don, because that one person that has that call and says, you know what, Um, you know, I want to be the best uh, bun stocker in the store that I can be, but I don't want to do it because I might not like my coworkers. Hmm. Well, Hmm. what if stocking buns at this particular store demands change? What if it needs change? And what if the change that it needs could come from you? So Hmm. when you take yourself out of that equation fully, you're preventing the future success of that environment, of that business. So you got to run towards it. And like I said, the problems and the issues, that should equate to you wanting to get involved. It should motivate you. Hmm. And that's that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Staying away from it, you know, isn't going to change anything. Getting involved. There was an old song that said, one man can change the world. I firmly believe that. Hmm. All it takes Big is one song. person. All it takes is one person. Obviously, we're stronger together as one, like a fist. But, dude, if you're able to walk alone and take the road less traveled, as Robert Frost said, and said, man, you know what? I'm going to make it up in my mind to do this. Whether I have your support or not, I'm going to do it because someone's got to do it, and it has to be done. And I believe that my principles and my values could spread off into this environment and it could breed for true change. I'm a firm believer of that. So me asking that question, you know, there wasn't a right or wrong answer by any means, but that was the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was that was all, like that was perfect. That was amazing. I love that quote you saying that you know, at first when you said I kind of looked at you puzzled, but like <laughs> there's not a better time to become a police officer to get into law enforcement because and again, and that goes back, like you said before, with the mindset of right, it. But right. like, when those words first came out of your mouth, and I'm like, what? Right, right, like, right. you know, like I feel like this would be the worst time. But like, this is the the time in history when you can make the most change. Mm-hmm. You know, is being able to go in and get involved. And like, where else are you going to be able to make the most change right. except in the system? Absolutely. You know, and everybody wants to say systems wrong with this and and again that's more than just law enforcement right. that's politics in general right. but people want to say and i'm one of them you know <laughs> yeah. the politics and this is wrong and that and wrong mm-hmm. but i'm not getting involved in politics mm-hmm. at all like mm-hmm. you know and, and like how do you make that change you go straight into it straight into you it. know you don't circle around the problem go straight into it. it head on absolutely dude that was oh my goodness man that was <laughs> i'm telling you that was the perfect answer like absolutely. i said there wasn't right or wrong but that was 100 percent right you, that you. was an and awesome that we commonly see Dom you know I hate to cut you off man that's something that we commonly see you know a lot of people are so hesitant you know but someone else Mm. is going to end up paying for that grave mistake of not Mm. getting involved and you know how many more lives is it going to take how many more Mm. unsatisfied customers you know like the the bun stock stocking the down that I use is it going to take for for someone to step up and say hey I'm going to do this Mm. and too many times Dom this is what I wanted to say too many times we get involved and we get to a place in our lives to where we become more uh, part of the problem and the solution. We sit here and we say, oh, hmm. man, you know, I don't like this about this particular situation. Okay, well, you're just pointing out the obvious. What are you doing to be more part of the solution? Well, part of the solution would be to get involved, to say, hey, you know, I don't like this, but here's what I'm going to do to fix it. We need more people like that in our society, man, because that, at the end of the day, breeds a more positive mindset. Because, hey, it, it not just shows that you're um, a person that can pinpoint a problem and identify a problem. It shows that you're able to also come up with potentially productive solutions to solve that problem hmm. it, it's, it's a it's a it's a double-edged thing it yeah. goes both ways it goes both ways and i think part of it too you know and again you take a step back and it, the first thing i think of is you know letting love or letting your passions drive you rather than like 
what you fear and what you're scared of, let it drive you, yeah. you know? And it's like on the surface, it's like, yeah, it seems so obvious. But like, how many times do we seriously do, like, again, myself included with that, like, how many times do we do that that I say, I'm afraid of this, so I'm just going to turn around and go the opposite direction? Yeah. And it's like, rather than if this is something I'm passionate about and this is something I'm love and going, again, straight into it, yeah. rather than being like, eh, you know what, it's not going to be the smoothest, uh, period it's not gonna be the easiest thing for me so you know what i think i might just go down another path you know and and being able to again like i said from the very beginning have that positive attitude that you have that positive mindset that i'm going straight into it i'm going to make change from the heart of it absolutely you know and let my passion of being in law enforcement let that be the driving force compared to seeing potentially all these other negatives and letting those control your thought process definitely that's the way it has to be though i mean i mean you said it you said it beautifully just now Mm. and that's the way it has to be we have to have that positive mindset because at the end of the day we know that our attitude and having that positive attitude could breed true change and at the end of the day you know things evolving that's what we want you know evolution positive evolution Mm. that's what we want so with moving forward from here so as i mentioned just graduated Mm -hmm. to you in criminal justice uh and i'm not too familiar with law enforcement and uh, that process but like from here do you need to go to like a police academy like to become a cop or kind of what is the next step for you at this point waiting it out you know obviously certain things have kind of been put on hold you know for the time being uh, but wanting to get back up into that that hiring process while continuing to to look out and, and be active and intentional in that search that's something i firmly believe you know i always say it's, it's ready to stay prepared than get ready. You know, it's hmm. always a lot easier to stay prepared so that way you won't have to get ready. You know, and getting ready could be a last minute thing. So always be prepared. You never know when your day is going to come. Hmm. So, um, you know, going through that hiring process, um, series of interviews, um, and then eventually, yes, attending a police academy so you can receive that hands-on training um, to better equip you with everything you need to be a successful officer. So are you, and again, I, like I said, I don't understand quite exactly, yeah. but like, so are you applying like for jobs right now? Because yes. a police academy is like a additional, or it's like an education, right, correct? Right, so that's right. not like a, a job. Well, to an extent, it really depends on okay. you know, what agency you're applying for. Okay. Um, a lot of the time with these big uh, state agencies or these um, large scale city agencies, agencies like Detroit or Columbus gotcha. or Cincinnati um, or Atlanta, those types of agencies um, could pay for you to attend an academy. Or maybe hmm. even um, if they have their own in-house academy. I know Detroit does. I know Columbus, they have their own police okay. academy. So you would actually be, be beginning to receive a specific amount of a salary and basically starting your job with hmm. them the day you start the academy. You know, most most academies, you, you'll you automatically start receiving full benefits, you know, within 30 days of your hire and things of that nature. So it does, it, it plays as a good a good incentive, you know, to want to get involved because they're basically paying you to, to learn and to train, yeah. study and train and uh, work out. And I mean... It's like, man, imagine for the past K through 12 years, Don, in the higher education, we were getting paid to study and learn yeah. and work out. You know, how amazing would that be? Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> seeing that money, you know, and, and aside from the form of scholarship. Yeah, know, yeah, right, be, right, That'd be right. great. That'd be great. So yeah. that's really what it is. And a lot of people, it's crazy because a lot of people don't know that, you know, but hmm. a lot of people, you know, people are in different avenues of life, you know. So if you're like a business major, you know, it's not really anticipated that you would know too much about criminal justice or law enforcement hmm. because you're a business major. You know, and um, understanding that is important. It's important. And um, at the other day, man, we got to get to that point to where we can pinpoint what we want to do and be able to pursue aggressively hmm. everything that we need to do to be able to do it and not let up, man. Let Not letting up is the big part of all of it, man. Kind of hmm. what we were talking about 
you know, about pinpointing your journey and wanting to be a part of that chain, you got to be able to, to see what you want and do everything you have to do to be able to get it and to be able to obtain it. Don't let the naysayers influence you. Don't let people that don't have your best uh, interest at heart influence you. You have the influence of God, which is the most important influence, and you have the influence of your supporters, the, the hmm. people that do, truly do want to see you succeed. Yeah. And that's what matters. We got to use that as a fuel to our fire. For sure. Um, so as far as, so like for you, you know, let's say in 10, 15, 20 years, like what are your like long-term career goals? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we mentioned you want to get into law enforcement. Like, do you want to be like in Detroit, in Columbus, like in an, uh, an urban area, an inner city like that? Or are you kind of just any law enforcement? Or, I mean, I guess, I, again, with having conversations with you, you know, you're definitely somebody that's not just like on a whim, you know, choosing what you want to do. Um, so I feel like you would have some kind of, a, you know, again, not too specific, but some kind of a direction, you know, where do you see yourself, I guess, in that, like, long-term-wise? So long-term, my, my ultimate goal, though, is to be a criminal investigator, you know, hmm. whether at the federal level okay. as a special agent or at the local or state-level detective. Um, criminal investigations is something I've always wanted to be a part of, um, whether it's uh, areas such as gang relations or homicide hmm. or, um, you know, um, auto thefts or um, crimes involving senior citizens, whatever, you know, be it what yeah, yeah. being able to investigate provides me with a couple of benefits. And there's more way beyond this, but these are my two benefits. Right. Being able to understand the crime that's being committed as a whole, but also being able to understand the psychological piece to that as well. Hmm. The why. And how do you understand someone's why? Hmm. By getting them into that interview or interrogation room and having that conversation with them, being able to establish a rapport and saying, hey, Okay, I understand this is the crime that was committed, but I'm having a hard time figuring out why it was committed. And I feel like being able to understand the why really makes one um, a successful investigator. Now, I'm not an investigator currently, so I'm not sitting here saying I know <laughs> you know everything it takes to be successful. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, looking at you know different things I've looked at in studying criminal uh, justice and everything like that, I feel as though that's an important piece. Hmm. Being able to think outside the box and say, okay, this person you know murdered that person, or they did this to this person, or they mistreated this situation. But why? Hmm. <laughs> you know, but why? It's obvious as to this is what happened, but what was the motivation behind it? You know, and understanding that is really beneficial. It'll make for a great day to day. You know, you will go into the office or go into the agency and it's like, man, I don't know what to expect. You know, I'm going to have a conversation with this guy or this gal and who knows what their rationale might be. So it keeps you on your toes. Huh, that is awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a good way. To, you know, I would have never thought of that, obviously, without this conversation with you, but like, that's just a whole nother level. Right. You know, it's, easier to look at what's on the surface and say okay again here's the facts here's what's happened but the psychological aspect and like i I mean honestly i think that's kind of interesting like yeah you know which again and there's so many different avenues you could go down in every situation is different Mm -hmm. and every single person is different you know god created us all differently um but you know just to being able to go down to the why Mm -hmm. what was the intent what was the motive Mm -hmm. what was the purpose what led up Mm -hmm. to this you know and just being able to look at the entire picture absolutely Absolutely. It's very rewarding, too. And you'll be able to sit back at the end of the day as an investigator and say, man, you know, um, I really, truly feel like I've accomplished the entire goal in this investigation. I got the why. Hmm. You know, I, I have the what. I have the, the, the who. You know, I have all these key parts. And it'll truly make for a person to have a, a great reputation as an investigator. For sure. Hitting on all the parts. That is awesome, man. Hitting on all the parts. So let's get to the last question, man. question I ask every single person I interview on the show. Something one of my favorite parts of the entire show so what are you doing today 
to reach your dreams of tomorrow. You know, so we've talked about law enforcement, talked about, you know, long-term potential that, uh, you know, investigator. What are you doing today to reach those goals? Maintaining strength while living in my purpose. And um, the reason why I say that. <laughs> Ooh, holy smoke. I'm like, trying, I'm like, dude, maintaining strength while mm-hmm. keeping my purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ooh, yo, that's what I. That's a, that's a nugget right there, there man. Go, that's a nugget. <laughs> and uh, allow me to expand on that too, Dom. The reason why I say maintaining strength while living in my purpose is because um, it can be very hard to stay hardy and to stay firm in the plan that God has for your life hmm. because it's not an easy road. We Amen. all know that. If it was, if God's plan for our lives was, you know, easy, it'd be something that everybody'd be able to do. Uh, not a lot of people are able to meet that task. And um, being able to meet that task is something that requires a lot of attention to detail, requires a lot of discipline, requires conviction, requires a lot of focus, and requires a person to be able to have the, the, the spirit of discernment, being able to discern, okay, is this person good for me to be able to reach this higher goal, this higher uh, area and hierarchy of life I want for myself that I feel like God is pushing me toward. And it can be difficult to maintain that strength of the conviction, of the discipline, and all these different attributes and intangibles while living in your purpose because you're sitting here saying, okay, well, I'm trying to live in my purpose and pursue criminal justice or pursue business or pursue right. a career or pursue a degree or whatever, you know, it may be important to you, but I'm trying to pursue this, but how do I keep the strength while living in that same purpose? Well, you got to stay faithful. You got to stay faithful and you have to know and trust that everything that happens for you is actually good or bad is actually working for your good. You know, people sit here and they say, okay, well, I had a bad day today. Well, that bad day could turn into a great day tomorrow. Hmm. No two days are the same. And a lot of people, instead of getting, you know, hit with the struggles of life, the day-to-day issues and the day-to-day problems that we face each day in life, instead of using that as something to tear you down, God wants those things to hit us and impact us in a positive way to be able to build us up. Michael Jordan quoted, he said, Dom, he said, um, you know, he was listing off all his failures. Uh, it was actually a Nike commercial a couple years back probably more than a couple probably more than a few as well it was a long time ago I think uh, it's on YouTube go check it out it's nice he said um, you know I, I missed the last I've been trusted 27 something times to take the last shot in, in a championship game um, I was trusted with this in the game I was trusted with that but the part down that really made me look back and think and say wow was the part where he said all these failures but then he followed up to say this is why I succeed these mm. failures are why I succeed maintaining that strength and being met with all these different moments of adversity, maintaining that strength while being met with this adversity, and then living in my purpose and pursuing everything I have to do is something that's necessary. It keeps me hardy every day. Being able to get up and say, hey, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to have the strength in my mindset, the strength spiritually and the strength physically and emotionally to say I'm going to tackle today no matter what comes my way, no matter what the devil tries to bring towards me, no matter what Satan tries to hit me with in today, I'm going to maintain that strength and say, you know what? I'm meant for something bigger. Hmm. I'm meant for something greater. This is just a small little bump. Maintaining strength, I'm meant for something bigger. And I'm going to live in my purpose by continuing to be a student of the profession of criminal justice. I'm going to maintain my strength by um, not allowing the naysayers to enter into my circle. Not allowing myself to be influenced by them. I'm going to live in my purpose by continuing to research, continuing to actively pursue the career, continuing to do everything I need to do to put me one step closer to that purpose, to put me one step closer to the ultimate goal. And being able to have those goals every day. My cousin once told me, Ryan, you, every day you wake up, you got to have a goal. Hmm. Whether the goal is to get up, put your shoes on, and make your bed. That's a goal. You're having an itinerary set out for your day. If you wake up every day and you have no idea what you're going to do, that's a poisonous, toxic mindset. Because that means you have no plan for your life. 
And if you have no plan for your life, you'll not only not understand how to maintain strength, but you'll also not be able to identify the purpose you're living in. Hmm. So once you have those goals, you'll be able to then get to, okay, what's my purpose? Or what do I feel like I'm being called toward? Okay, how do I maintain strength while pursuing and living in this purpose? And then once you figure out all those different things, you're able to understand and have a better uh, sense of reality into everything that it is you're trying to achieve. And we all have gifts. And if we're able to turn our gifts into, you know, things that we're meant to do, and God's, God gives us all a gift. But a lot of people say, you know, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm good at. Well, what comes naturally to you? Hmm. Some people have the natural ability to talk to others. Some people have the natural ability to care. Some people, Steve Harvey said this, some people, you know, cut hair better than others. Some people fry chicken better than others. Some people make foot-long hot dogs here at Jolly's better than others. <laughs> Whatever your gift is, take that gift that God gave you because your gift is your gift. Hmm. What's for you is for you. It's not for anybody else. It's not for anybody else. And that gift that's for you can't be coerced. It can't be deviated. It can't be taken or stolen from you. That's your plan. That's for you. So once we take what's for us, our gifts, and we tie that toward our plan, sky's our limit. Sky's our limit. We just got to continue to stay active in it. Got to continue to work at it. The Lord also says, you know, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Hmm. So we can't sit here and pray for an A on an example. We're studying for a B. We've got to be able to, um, you know, express and demonstrate the same level of energy and dedication that we want out of it. You get what you put in. You get out what you put in. Bro, I could just sit here all day and listen to you talk, man. Like, I, I love it. And, I, again, I love seeing your passion. I love seeing you, like, you know, and maybe being, maybe this is narcissistic. Is that the right word? Yeah, I mean, but no, I'm, I'm sure not, Dom. Well, I'm saying, like, look at, like, I think part of the reason maybe why I love just listening to you is because it's, like, I feel like, you know, right now you're just, like, on a high, you know, and you're talking about things you love and passionate about, and it's, like, you just get rolling and rolling. And I feel like I'm very similar with the things that I'm passionate about, Absolutely. things that I love. And it's, like... Once you get me going, it's like, is this guy gonna stop? Right. You know, right, and right, like, and I love right. hearing you just go on and on. And like, I do have one question to ask: uh, maintaining strength while living in your purpose. living in your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Living in your, is that something you just came up with right now, or is that like you have written down? I'm glad like, you asked. In your now. mirror at home. I'm glad you asked, man. So last year, I was asked to. Uh, do sort of like a camp, be part of a campus TED Talk. One of our graduating Ooh, seniors awesome. who graduated actually in your class, 2019 okay. at TU, said, you know, we're, we're putting together this thing. It's a, a student-led TED Talk series where students are going to be giving their own, um, you know, different stories and how they ended up here, what they admire most hmm. and what they appreciate uh, most about their journey currently. So I was thinking, I was, I was talking to my mom and I'm sitting in my, my, my room there, my, my residence hall, my RA room, and I'm trying to figure out what the title of this talk should be, what the topic should mm. be. You know how all those TED Talks have topics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm thinking about it, and God gave to me maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. And I started talking about instances that occurred from, you know, when I was a child up to the current day. And understanding that, Dom, really put a tie on it. And since then, um, God hasn't allowed me to forget it. You know, I've, I've left that, and that maintaining strength while living in your purpose has stuck with me since then. And um, it motivates me every day, man. You know, wake up every day. What can I do today to maintain strength, but also live in my purpose? Because you can't have one without the other. Right. You can't live in your purpose and not be strong. Hmm. And you can't be strong and not live in your purpose. At least in my mind. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> dude, I mind. love it, man. That is. When you said that, I was like, dude, that is. Again, you know, we started laughing because I'm like, what mm -hmm. the world? Right, right. I'm like trying to <laughs> picture this. I'm a very visual type of guy, right, so right. I'm like trying to picture the words. I'm like, dude, that is. Deep, my that is absolutely, strong, man. Absolutely. I love that, dude. That absolutely. is great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This has been an awesome, awesome episode. 
a fantastic interview. You know, like I said, we always, every time I talk to you, we're always in the weeds. Absolutely. We're always having great conversations. Yeah, you know, it's never just on the surface. Definitely. We're boots on um, the ground here, dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Appreciate, again, all your perspective, you know, your insight on everything. Uh, dude, you're an awesome individual. I can't wait to see how the Lord uses you, you know, throughout your life and every step of the way, you know, to reach your goals and your dreams and the path that he has laid out Thank for you, you, man. God bless you as well, Dom. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Appreciate you and your time. And again, going back to our energy and how we vibe, man. Yeah. I, I love and I wouldn't trade it for the world, brother. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. All right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Again, you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you know, this is going to be published everywhere. Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Yeah.